What's going on, people? It's CL Bike at HE back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? This is gonna be a bit of a different podcast today. Um I started off this podcast. I was ready to do this podcast, um, but <clears throat> I just can't um do what I usually do on this podcast. So, as most of y'all know, I'm Nigerian. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see the flag behind me. Um, I'm very proud of my country for the most part. Um, proud to be a Nigerian. I moved to the United States in 2006. And yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's been good. But I'm a very proud Nigerian dude. And Something has been happening in Nigeria for the last couple of weeks. I mean, even prior to the last couple of weeks, it's been happening for a long time. And just like in the United States that had the police brutality, um, all the protests and all that stuff after Ahmad Arbery and all those dudes and everything that happened there, um, Nigeria is going through something similar. And uh, it hits very close. Even though I don't live there right now, and even though I'm not there right now, I still have a lot of family there and I still have a lot of people there and I still have my dad. I mean, he still lives in Nigeria. And so, and it's where my parents want to retire. And right now they're having these protests and SARS protests. Basically, it's the same thing as the Black Lives Matter protests this side of the world. And it's just basically people deserve to live. And the movement is basically how police have been treating people. Um, I know people personally who have told me stories of their run-in with the police before they moved here. And how their families have had run-in with the police before they moved here. I even have stories before I moved here of how I had run-ins with the police with my family. When we're on the road and we're traveling to somewhere and then you see the lights of the police. That's not always a good thing. Um... That's not always a good thing. A lot of times they use their authority to be able to rob you, in all honesty. They use their authority to get money off of you. And now it's gotten to the extent where it's no longer just where they like, literally they will, where they drive you to the ATM, force you to the ATM and make you give them some money. It's gotten past that. Now they're using their authority to kill you on the spot because they know that nobody's going to check them for it. And over and over and over, we keep seeing the exact same thing happening. And I was kind of trying to hold off, trying to, I I don't know. It, It was just, it was a lot, I guess. And I was just kind of, it was bad, but Nigeria always has issues, right? Like we always have an issue and we always have situations, but this time it was different. This time it's very different. I've been trying to keep up with it a little bit more. Um, I mean, I always try to keep up with Nigerian news and just Nigerian politics and some of the things that is going on with Nigeria and some of the ways that the government just sucks, if I'm being totally and completely honest. Not that the government of the United States is any better. I mean, all governments, for the most part, suck in one way or another. But, my God, this time around, I don't know, man. It feels extremely different. And it just, like, for example... On Tuesday, 
there were protests, peaceful protests for the most, it's just like any other protest going on in the world. People always try to flip it and try to make it look like it's a violent protest. But by and large, of course, you're going to have those who use a protest for their benefit. Of course, you're always going to have that. You're always going to have people that try to use a situation for their own benefit. That always happens. But that does not mean that we decide that we're not going to do what we need to do. On Tuesday, there was a protest and a thousand people were protesting peacefully for the most part. And then military officers showed up. Military officers showed up. They were putting up a blockade and then they started firing into the crowd. 12 people, according to reports right now, as you can see on the screen, 12 people were killed. 12! Why? And for anybody that says, oh, they shouldn't have been out protesting, man, shut up. Like, I don't, I don't understand what it is with human beings when you give them some sort of authority that we have to abuse it. I don't understand. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. Whenever you give human beings authority, for some reason, we have to abuse it. I will never understand it. And of course, this is not the only issue that's going on in Nigeria. Of course, we have the police brutality issue. But we have an issue with corruption. We have an issue with bad business management. We have an issue with bad infrastructure. We have an issue with so many things. So many different things. But I, I just... I don't know. I don't know what me talking about it on this podcast is going to do. Maybe it brings attention to it. Maybe not. I don't know. But... I just, I just wanted to bring more attention to it, I guess, at the end of the day. Because I just... It's just been something that I've been thinking about. And I've been holding off of, on talking about it. I've been holding off on talking about it because it's more emotional for me. And it's a whole lot more... I don't know. It's a lot heavier. It's a lot heavier. So I don't know. I, I just... I just hope things get better for my country, man. I just hope things get... I mean, I just want things to get better. There's so many things, so many ways that we need to improve as a nation, as Nigerians. And it's not like we're stupid. I mean, Nigerians, if you go anywhere, Nigerians are extremely successful. It's not that. There's just a lot of other things that hold people from being able to achieve the things that they need to achieve. And I'm just... I just need those things to change. I just need Nigeria to be for the better, man. We're supposed to be the standout country in Africa. Like, literally, we're supposed to be number one in Africa. And we keep falling at every side right now. We keep making mistakes on every single side. And not to compare Nigeria to, like, the U.S. or anything. I mean, we've only been an independent country for, what, 60 years? We celebrated our 60 year of independence this year. So it's not like we're that grown and we're that understanding of how systems work and all this other stuff. But at the same time, man, we can just be better. We can do things to actually be better. And I just want Nigeria to be better, man. I just want Nigeria to be better. We can be better. We can be so much better. I don't, 
I can't, I can't be dealing with more and more news of people dying, man. This is, I just don't want to hear. I, I, I don't know. It is painful to see, to say the least. It is extremely painful to keep hearing these news day after day. And it's not like this is the first time. I've never brought it up. I've talked about it with my mom on different types of issues that we have going on with Nigeria. We have herdsmen that keep on having all kinds of massacres in the north of Nigeria. We have Boko Haram that's still around, which they shouldn't be around. We have the issue between the north and the south. We have the issue of where the power lies, even though the, the place the power lies is not where money is generated for the country. We abuse our resources and not actually use it to the benefit of the people. Only a small group of people see all the reasons. There's so many things. So many things that I could talk about. But main thing is, I just, just, I need the leadership of that country to stand up and actually be leaders. Actually be leaders. Anyway. Moving on from there, let's get into actual topics for the day. Let's actually start talking about some of the things that we're going to start talking about today. And we're going to start off with this. Twitter just cannot get out of trouble. Have you ever heard the saying, stuck between the rock and a hard place? That's literally Twitter. That's literally Facebook. That's literally all the social media websites. Like, they are stuck between a rock and a hard place. They're literally damned if they do and damned if they don't. What am I talking about? Basically, last week, there was a story that broke. I think it was on Wednesday that the story broke. It was right after I'd already made the podcast for last week, which is why I didn't talk about it last week. But last week, a story broke about how there was some kind of maybe dealings that Hunter, Joe Biden's son, had been doing some shady things with Ukraine for some political benefits and some, for some money. And so that story broke. It was by the New York Post. But Twitter decided, you know what? We're going to block this story. We're going to block all the accounts associated with this. And we're just going to put a kebab on this whole thing. So it was by the New York Post. Twitter decided we're blocking the New York Post account. We're blocking people from being able to share the story. Because they found out that the information from the story may have been questionable. And also it was from hacked, uh, from a hacked computer. Now, for Twitter, Twitter does have a policy against spreading information from hacked material. However, and Facebook actually followed this, took the same steps to stop the spread of misinformation. However, the problem is, Twitter, eh, they kind of felt like they were having a bystander there. Like, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was up to a month ago at this point, we had the New York Times that released this whole story about Donald Trump and his taxes about what him not paying any taxes and Twitter didn't block that story and so a lot of Republicans and a lot of people are like yo Twitter you have a double standard right now why are y'all blocking one story but not blocking the other story what's going on like that's not fair you need to be consistent in the decisions that you guys are making Twitter says well we are being consistent we're just being better at doing what we should be doing If you remember, every time that Twitter is late to actually slow the spread of misinformation, or every time that Facebook is slow to spread the the, slow to the spread of misinformation, every everybody goes at them and says, "Hey, 
Y'all need to be quicker at acting. Y'all need to start blocking this information before it has over 3 million views or over 10 million views or over 20,000 likes or over 50,000 retweets or all of these other things. It's like, yo, y'all need to actually pay attention to this stuff. Y'all need to be faster at acting. So this time around, when Twitter and Facebook are like, yo, on the front front page, we're going to slow it down. We're going to make sure everything checks out before we start letting it spread. They get hit with the, oh, y'all just going to block this story. Y'all ain't trying to let Joe Biden get hit with the scam. Y'all ain't, y'all trying to protect Joe Biden. And you know, so it's basically the idea of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Twitter and Facebook, they can't really win right now. And this is a big deal because now, once again, we have the antitrust issues. Now we have the issue of Section 230 of the Communication Decency Act being brought right back up. I remember we talked about this a little bit earlier this year. And now that protection that get that, that two section 230 that protects social media platforms and a lot of internet companies is being brought back up. So what is section 230 of the, the communications decency act? Section 230 gives social media platforms protections from any legal action from any user generated content. It was designed to ensure that these companies are not burdened by having to spend so much time policing everything coming on their platforms. But after the events of last week, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas said it might be time for us to roll back some of those protections. So now my question to you guys and to everybody, to anybody listening to my voice right now, is do you think that rolling back these protections will be good or will be bad? Are you in support for it or are you against it? And here's something that you need to think about. If the protections are rolled back, is there a possibility that social media companies are going to curb the kind of things that are posted on their platforms to protect themselves? Another thing you need to think about is These platforms were never designed to be the police of information. They were never designed to try and hold people from doing what they want on the platforms. They were just a platform designed for people to be able to share content on there. So should they be held accountable for the things that we, the users of the platforms, to the things that we decide to share, to the things that we just post without thinking, the things that we like without thinking, the things that we just allow ourselves to automatically retweet without actually fact-checking it, without actually doing our own research. Should they be held reliable for the spread of misinformation? And on the other hand, should they be acting all the time of trying to like curb misinformation on their platforms? This is a very hard discussion this is a very hard topic this is a very hard thing for anybody to try and decide it's a very hard thing for these companies to decide but then again that's why they get paid the big bucks that's why they're multi-billion dollar corporations that's why their owners are billionaires that's why they make that money to be able to make these decisions so we'll see we'll see what happens it's just very ironic to me that facebook twitter and youtube continue to be blamed for being for spreading misinformation but on the other hand they're also blamed when they try to block the spread of misinformation it's again like i said at the beginning of this this section damned if you do damned if you don't they just no matter what they do 
in some way, shape, or form, they're going to be digging their own grave. So we'll have to see with the new lawsuit against Twitter and against Facebook, we'll have to see if this ends up with them repealing Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Now, speaking of tech companies that continue to dig their own grave, let's pull up Google. Google just got smacked with an antitrust lawsuit. I was about to say anti-law lawsuit, but antitrust lawsuit by the Department of Justice and 11 state attorney generals. We have not seen an anti-lawsuit case this big. I keep on saying anti-lawsuit. I mean an antitrust lawsuit case this big since Microsoft in 1999, which ironically is the reason why Google is able to be the Google that we know today. In that case, Google had to, I mean, I say Google, Microsoft had to separate itself from its Internet Explorer page, which gave room for Chrome to come in and Google to come in and be the dominant fact, the face that it is today. So backstory on, on this antitrust lawsuit against Google. We've been talking about all summer and really since last year about how these tech companies are a monopoly in one sense or another. The DOJ says that Google has abused its power with search and ads to block out its competitors from being able to compete. And also by doing that, Google no longer has to innovate on itself. Now you have to remember, being a monopoly is not a bad thing. Being a monopoly is what every business tries to be. However, it is illegal to use your position and your strength to block other competition, to ensure that your competition never gets an edge, to ensure that you always are guarding your, or you always have the largest market share. It is illegal to do that. And DO, the DOJ, Department of Justice, is saying that Google has used its dominance to get preferential treatment to be the default search browser on Android, which of course is going to be the default. It owns Android, but that's beside the point. And also on very specific contracts that it can sign with Apple devices. Google, of course, on the other side, as the millennial company that it is, it decided I'm writing a blog post. So, you know, they wrote a blog post that said that the DOJ is wrong and their argument is quote unquote, deeply flawed. If they are successful, Google says that it will cause a hike in phone prices and give users trash search products. So it's going to be interesting to see how this actually all plays out. How will it play out? We don't really know yet. Oh, and a side note, most search engines actually overlay themselves on top of Google. So, okay. But most experts think that basically this is going to play out just how the EU antitrust lawsuit against Google played out, which basically Google got hit with like a $4 billion fine, which was like chump change to Google. And then they were basically allowed to continue being the dominant force that they were. So a lot of analysts think that this is basically going to play out the next the same way. But we won't really know probably for the next year or even more as we move forward with all the lawsuits and all those things. Man, we have a lot of lawsuits that we got to keep up with. We got Apple versus Fortnite. We got Google versus the DOJ. Who else? There was one other lawsuit that we talked to. Oh, yeah. We also have Google versus Oracle. There's a lot of lawsuits in the tech space. There's a lot of lawsuits going on here. There's a lot of money being flying around. Lawyers like, we making that money. We charging per hour. It's going to cost you like 3000 
per the hour that I think about your case. It's funny because my pastor is actually a lawyer and I was talking to him and he was like, if I even have to think about your case, if I have to think about your case, yo, I'm charging you like $200 for that hour. If I just like happen to have a thought about it, I'm charging you for that because that's work that I'm doing. And it's just, it's amazing the things that you can do when you own your own business. One day, one day, one day I'm going to get there. But anyway, moving on from that, let's get to some fun news. Let's get to some interesting stuff. We're going to the moon, guys. We're going to the moon. And then you re- you react with, we've already been to the moon. Yeah, we've been to the moon, but we ain't been there in a long, long time. We're going to the moon. At least NASA is preparing for us to go to the moon and to actually live on the moon. NASA by 2028, which is eight years from now, which is pretty cool. They just signed a deal, an agreement with Nokia to install 4G and 5G networks on the moon. At this point, your mind should be getting like what? But why? Backstory. NASA has a project called the Artemis Project. Artemis? Artemis? How do you say that word? I say Artemis and I also say Artemis. When I see it for the first time, I say Artemis, but then I remember people saying it like Artemis, so I don't know. Anyway, why am I going with this? They have a project called the Artemis Project, which is a plan to build lunar infrastructure capable of supporting human life on the moon. The goal is that we will be on the moon by 2028, where people can actually be on the moon, support themselves on the moon, send information back from the moon, and do all that good stuff. So for NASA, NASA has partnered up with Sir Elon of SpaceX, known for electric vehicles, but also aspires to colonize Mars. And they've also partnered with Sir Bezos of Blue Origin, known for e-commerce giant Amazon, but aspires to deliver products from the sky one day. So far, NASA has doled out about $370 million for them to be able to reach their goals of having a network on the moon so that people and astronauts that they send up to the moon will have a connection to their Netflix stations, be able to talk with their family and friends, and all that cool stuff that you do once you have internet connection consistently. Moving on from funny and good news to some news. The U.S. national debt rises to levels that we have never seen in the history of life. The trade deficit is at 3.1 trillion. Remember, that's not a B, that's a trillion dollars as of this year, which of course is two times, I repeat, two times the level that it was during the 2008-2009 financial crisis. It was 4.0. I said four point one point four trillion dollars at that point in time. Of course, 2020 is a completely different year than any other year. We've had a 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus package called Say it With Me. Say it with me. I know you guys know the name of the stimulus package. Say it with me. Say it with me. The CARES Act. Yeah, that thing. But this, of course, we can expect that this three three point one trillion dollars is going to grow. Because even that number was not enough to sustain the economy. Now, do we need to deal with this right now? A lot of economists are like, nah, we don't need to deal with it right now. We will just deal with it at some point in the future. It's going to be like dishes in your kitchen when you come home after working all day. And you enter your house and you see the dishes in your kitchen. And you're like, 
you know what? I'll get it tomorrow. I'll get it at some point. So yeah, basically that's what they're doing with the debt. The debt is just going to be dealt with at some point down the line. Good luck to all our children. Moving on from there, and we're going to close with this. As you guys know, it's earnings seasons, which means I got to bring y'all an update. At least the update that I think you guys will care about. Big update from Netflix. Netflix failed to meet the expectation of adding over 3 million subscribers. They only added 2.2 million subscribers, which shows us that we are heading back to normalcy, or at least we had a trajectory of going from during the, the last quarter we went from, oh my God, I'm stuck at home. All I can watch is Netflix to, oh, sports is back. Oh, I can actually go outside now. Oh, I can do this and I can do that. So of course, the subscription levels started tapering off. However, we have the fact that the coronavirus is starting to rise. I repeat, it's starting to rise up again. And so it is likely, and plus it's getting cold. And what happens when it gets cold? We get at home and we <laughs> we Netflix and chill. You know what I'm talking about. We go home, you know, Netflix and chill. You know, we just be, I'm just kidding. Because who wants to, I chill by myself, you know. Lonely. I am so lonely. I'm just kidding. But anyway, moving on from there. So that's Netflix story. So hopefully they'll see subscriber growth at the end. Why am I saying hopefully? I don't care about Netflix. I'm not an investor in Netflix. Maybe you are, but I'm not. Moving on from there, we also have to talk about PNG because PNG kind of tells us how we've been dealing with the coronavirus pandemic in the way that we wash ourselves, clean ourselves, and all that good stuff. Remember earlier during the pandemic, everybody rushed out and bought all kinds of stuff. And they were buying all kinds of tissue paper and buying all kinds of disposable wipes and buying all kinds of disinfectants and all that stuff. Apparently, that has stayed consistent because PNG just announced their highest sales growth in over 15 years. So, what the CEO of PNG said is, we expect to see this to continue moving on into the future. So, apparently, our cleaning habits is forever changed due to the coronavirus. And the last thing that I want to talk about is just some upcoming things that unfortunately I wasn't able to talk about on this podcast, but for all of y'all to keep in mind. Tesla is actually reporting their earnings right now. And the main goal of the earnings is to see one, how are their profits looking? And two, is Tesla still on track to meet its goal of 500,000 car deliveries this year? I can tell you this much. I think they're still going to be profitable, which now makes Tesla a very intriguing company to invest in, for me at least. And so, and also if they're still on track to meet that 500,000 car deliveries, it's going to be cool. Recently, I've been trying to be better with my investing. I'm kind of changing my investing philosophy check out youtube i'm gonna do a video about that on youtube so check youtube out if you're trying to learn or see what i'm doing as far as my mindset when it comes to investing now and why i am changing my investing philosophy that video will come out at some point and the other thing that everybody should watch out for is today tonight 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 we have the final presidential debate so if y'all remember the last one I didn't have my popcorn ready, so I missed a lot of stuff. It was very entertaining. It was chaotic, which I loved because it was entertaining. And so I had, I, I just missed the popcorn. So this time around, I'm getting my popcorn ready early. So I don't miss a single thing. It's like going to the movies. 
you gotta get your popcorn before you go into the theaters so that you don't miss a single scene and that's gonna happen this time around but i don't know if it's gonna have as much fireworks as the last time because now the moderators can mute people's mics so we'll see how that whole thing plays out follow me on twitter i'm gonna be talking about it the whole time on twitter of course and maybe on instagram as well which leads me to the other point in the description not the description what am i talking about in the show notes there's a link tree link that shows all my different social medias from youtube to instagram to twitter where you can follow me and see all the nonsense that i be doing every single day because i have more to life than just finances even though that's a big part of my life right now but regardless there's a lot of other stuff that i be posting about but and you can also get all kinds of free stuff if you want to get some free stocks from Webull, if you want to get some free stocks from Robinhood and from Public and all these other things, that link is there. And also, check out the merch. Check out the website and you can go get yourself the merch. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember, generosity is always greater than greed. And I'm out. Peace.